LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. All right, everybody, it is Steve, the Rogue Scholar. Folks, let me just say this right up front. Sometimes the news is funnier than any of us have a right to experience. I say funny without laughing because what we're going to talk about today just is mind-blowing. It's absolutely mind-blowing. And let me just say, I live in the state of Pennsylvania where we had a gentleman named Doug Mastriano running for Senate. And Doug Mastriano was the first person that I've ever seen run for public office who scared me, literally scared me. Trump didn't scare me like Doug Mastriano did. Um, none of these guys scared me like Doug Mastriano, not even DeSantis could touch the lunatic fringe of Doug Mastriano. Doug Mastriano and his campaign ads literally talk to people in the communities, basically say, we will not let you woke people have an inch to call your own. You have no place here. We're going to get rid of you. And I heard that. And I quickly called Fadl Kaboob on the, I was like, Fadl? Am I crazy here? And he goes, Oof, no, sir. Lunatic fringe, my friends, lunatic fringe. So the NAACP came out recently and said basically a travel advisory to Florida because Florida is openly hostile to black people. The laws and the books are intended. It's, it's old school. Go back to Reconstruction. Look at the kind of laws they had the books for things like vagrancy, okay? They're breaking open the old playbook. The difference is they're not even hiding it. And what's really bad is as disgraceful as the Democrats are, and you already know where I stand on that, they're disgrace. There are people out there that in order to own the disgrace, to own the shit libs, will sidle up to Sig Heil right-wing fascists all in the name of quote-unquote owning shit libs. You see them all over Twitter. You see them in the YouTube alt-media world. And you see people not realizing the damage they're doing. Now, owning shit libs is a responsibility of everyone that sees through their lies and their bullshit. This is a whole new level of insanity. I had like 20 different articles because, see, first of all, I got a image of a Rick Scott press release. And I thought that it had to be fake. I thought that it had to be one of those phony baloney, somebody got Photoshop out and uh, did some insane stuff. And I was like, wow, that's, that's really some creative shit right there. Okay. But it was real. I went out and I searched and found out this shit is absolutely real. 
And uh, so I shared it around, which I rarely do because I don't give a flying fuck about the Duopolis games they play. I typically don't pay much attention to the Duopoly battles because it's fake. See, I understand how the economic system works. Therefore, I understand the limits. And when I hear the lies come out, I know they're both lying. They're both lying. And so just like why I don't watch MSM media news anymore, I try really hard to not listen to the crap that passes as news anymore either. This is big. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen with you guys. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully this doesn't, uh, you know, make your, your breakfast come up. But this right here is Rick Scott. And, and let me just give a quick shout out momentarily to our girl, Jules, who made my, my pick today. This has like got to be the best promo pick. If you notice all the little details from the book title and the signature at the bottom to Rick Scott and Mark's, I, I just hats off to the graphics team. This is my favorite promo that we've ever done at RP. So thank you, Jules. Anyway, let's get back to Rick Scott. Now, folks, I'm telling you, there's so much more I want to talk about. I do have an early stop today, so I'll be done around 1245. I will not be going to one. Um, many of you will breathe a great sigh of relief that you won't hear me drone on for a full hour. Uh, but for those of you who missed those 15 minutes, I'll be on with Jordan tonight talking about the debt ceiling seat and catch me over at status quo. Anyway, not the onion. Rick Scott issues travel advisory for socialists visit, visiting Florida. Okay. And uh, this is from Prem Thacker. And uh, this is the new Republic. The link is in, uh, hopefully our team didn't delete it. Sometimes our team erases the write-ups that I use in these. But um, anyway, if you go into the notes, this link, which I guess I'll just go ahead and put in here for you guys now, um, this link right here, hopefully, will help you guys to look it up. So I'm putting this in here now into the chat. And here we go. We are going to get our rumpus going now. So this is not the onion. Rick Scott issues travel advisory for socialists visiting Florida. Republicans response to the NAACP travel advisory proves they're a complete joke. Okay. Look at that dude. Look at that. He's he, I, 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 so many thoughts about that neck. About that neck right there. I just, I have thoughts. He says, on Tuesday, Rick Scott warned socialists and communists not to come to Florida, saying that the state is openly hostile towards them. Daniel Strauss, this is an actual press release from former from a former governor and current uh, United States senator for immediate release. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing because I'm not going to change the screen. Let me see. I wonder what happens if I, you can't see the whole thing. So, unfortunately, I will go ahead and read since you guys are seeing it. I've clicked over. It says, Senator Rick Scott issues travel advisory for socialists visiting Florida, Washington, D.C. Today, Senator Rick Scott issued a formal travel advisory for all socialists visiting the state of Florida. The travel advisory comes in direct response to the Biden administration's attempts to erase capitalism 
and the system that has brought prosperity to Florida and the entire United States. The formal travel notice goes, Florida is openly hostile towards socialists, communists, and those that enable them. Before traveling to Florida, please understand that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges faced by socialists and others who work in the Biden administration. Now, you got to get a kick out of them calling the Biden administration socialists, much less communist. It says, let me be clear, any attempt to spread the opposition and poverty that socialism always brings will be rebuffed by the people of Florida. Travelers should be aware that attempts to spread socialism in North Florida will fail and be met with laughter and mockery, said the former governor and now Senator Scott. However, in much of Central and South Florida, the situation is far more dangerous for socialists as they may encounter people from Cuba, Venezuela, and other parts of Central and South America and the Caribbean who have direct knowledge of and experience with the horrors of socialism. Okay. So that further goes on. Florida is openly hostile towards socialists, communists, and those that enable them. Before traveling to Florida, please understand that the state of Florida devalue. Anyway, I read that. Red is written. Scott is not only expressing open hostility to millions of Americans sympathetic to socialist and communist ideals and the nations. He also explicitly notes that he devalues the challenges faced by socialists and others who work in the Biden administration. Would those challenges include the looming debt ceiling crisis or climate change which threatens to drown Florida or that millions in this country lack good and affordable health care, perhaps something that could be solved by GASP, the government? Funnily enough, the answer as to whether Scott and Republicans devalue and dismiss those challenges would be a resounding yes. Scott's useless and juvenile advisory comes in the wake of the NAACP continuing an earnest travel advisory for people of color and LGBTQ people visiting Florida. The organization's advisory was in direct response to state that under Ron DeSantis's reign has relentlessly targeted immigrants, LGBTQ people, women, and those afraid of being killed in a mass shooting people exercising their right to vote, teachers, students, and libraries. Meanwhile, Scott's advisory against socialists mimics the House wasting our time and money to pass a bill in February denouncing the horrors of socialism. That time, though, 109 Democrats joined the farcical exercise and proving they are, too, they are drunk on capitalist Kool-Aid. I love that line right there. Okay? All right. It's bad enough that Scott is making a mockery of the NAACP, an organization his colleague Ted Cruz has also criticized for apparently not honoring its original mission of advancing civil rights. It's another thing that apparently both Scott and Cruz can't understand or more likely are excited about how Florida is actively demolishing people's civil rights. All the more comical given that Cruz based much of his complaint on the notion that Democrats are the real racists because people like George Wallace, whose rhetoric is indistinguishable from Scott's and the new advisory against socialism. 
And it's the cherry on top that as TNR written has written previously in a country ailed by callousness of capitalism, as people are subject to a continual stream of mass shootings, ruthless police brutality, and having to resort to GoFundMe in order to pay the rent or hospital bills, members of Congress spent their workday instead denouncing socialism. And that's the end. So let's go ahead and get this fucker off here. Let's just remove it outright. So I, as, I, as I, I went through this, I just kept thinking to myself, number one, the Democrats are not socialists, folks. I know you know this. I know anybody with a brain knows this. Um, and uh, ultimately, I find it to be really hilarious um, that they're conflating the two, all right? Because ultimately... Joe Biden and everybody else in the Democratic Party has gone out of their way to say we're not socialists. And they don't just do it with word. They do it with deed as they go ahead and ensure once again that the Democrats who are, let's be fair, Republicans in every meaningful way, okay, that they preach austerity, which is the stronghold of Republicans. The idea that Joe Biden even when he had a supermajority, refused to use the power of that supermajority and fell back to quote-unquote bipartisan angles, okay? This whole concept of bipartisanship means giving the crazies an opportunity to shit in the community well, okay? Well, when the Democrats are not much better, it really makes it all kind of laughable. The only problem is, the only problem is, that obviously the very, very minimal social provisioning the Democrats allow for in any of their bills, okay, in any of their talking points, the very idea that any of this stuff, okay, is real and that they're actually socialists, it hurts actual socialists because we then in turn are lumped in and, and I want you to understand, let's just say the full spectrum is this much. The Democrats and Republicans fill this spot right here. And so you're trying to say that Democrats are socialists, but in reality, socialists fill a much different bed, if you will, much larger footprint, but a different space altogether. So there's nothing about Democrats that sound, I mean, they don't stand up for workers' rights. They refuse to fight back on austerity. In fact, they're purveyors of austerity. Okay? They refuse to give universal rights. They instead like to means test. There's nothing socialist whatsoever about the Democratic Party. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. So you've got to deal with this new terrain because this is the realm. You're not being helped out, by the way. Many of you guys watch trash alt media that sits there and sidles up to these fuck sticks, okay? I'm telling you right now that the idea of doing anything remark remotely socialist is becoming harder and harder. Number one, people are taught from day one, from the day they're born, socialism bad. They've had the red scare from day one in this country. Most people remember duck and cover. 
Most people remember uh, McCarthyism. Most people in this country remember the Cold War with Russia. Most people remember the way that Reagan painted out Russia. Most people understand the axis of evil that George Bush talked about. Most people understand these things. They're emblazoned upon our brains, okay? So socialism already, as a word, had a huge uphill battle to fight in the United States regardless. People are so conditioned so utterly conditioned, okay, to reflexively push back against any concept of socialism, and they don't understand. Moreover, many of the people that came from South America and Central America, et cetera, and talk about the horrors of socialism, okay, are people that didn't realize the United States government created coup d'etats in those socialist governments, created instability, created screwing around, if you will, with all the um, uh, finances, because a lot of times these folks' uh, currency was pegged to the U.S. dollar. So we not only messed with their currency, but we messed with their governance. We created coups. We slipped CIA in the back door. This stuff is it's like wide open. You can go do the uh, search, you can find all the history of the CIA down in South America and Central America, and you can see, okay? But they also conflate something else too, and I think this is really important. When we talk about socialism, first of all, socialism is a spectrum. It's not a destination. It's a spectrum, right? And it's the balance of power between capital and labor. And highly socialistic countries have tremendously high uh uh, amounts of clout within the labor movement and capital is very weak. You don't see that much in this world right now because capital is all knowing. It has been propped up by governments. Governments who have the power of currency create these environments that allow this to happen. Okay. But it happens regardless of whether governments allow it to happen or it crops up from private banks or whatever bullshit makes people think because that's the other problem. The left can't even define itself. So you've got the right wing defining socialism now. We've allowed the right to define it. And as a result, because of sickening infighting on the left, okay, because of repulsive sickening infighting on the left, we don't have a leg to stand on. So it's going to devolve further. As I said before, Democrats disavowed any association with socialism. Joe Biden blamed Bernie, called Bernie a socialist. Well, Bernie's not even a fucking socialist, okay? He might be somewhere on the spectrum. But, but the thing is, they conflate authoritarian regimes with socialism. We've talked about this thing. You, all you have to do is listen to my macro and cheese on counter-revolutions um, with Varn. Derek Varn, and you can listen to others that I've done where they talk about the, the classic counter-revolution of the uh, capitalist order that always lurks in the background when socialist risings happen, and they're always there to ensure that it's constant mayhem and bedlam. And so what ends up happening? You end up having totalitarian-style dictatorships to hold off the counter-revolutionary forces. And then, of course, there's all the corruption and everything else that comes when a nation has been destabilized by foreign actors, which is the U.S.'s specialty. All right. So ultimately, in the end, we really do not have, we do not have a socialist country. We do not have a socialist party. We do not really have a socialist movement. And the socialist movement is 
full of people that know you're stupid. You don't understand what you're talking about. This is all this, that, and the other from one side and the other side's like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's all this. And they, they fighting tankies versus trots versus this versus that and all the other shit, right? DSA versus so-and-so and all these social Democrats and everybody vying for who is a socialist. What is socialism? And then you've got people that are a little bit higher up on the food chain, punching down at people, okay? And one of which uh, did a long, long screed on Twitter the other day, basically defending the Biden administration. And, and so in the end, in the end, we don't really have a movement, right? In the end, there is no such thing as socialism in the U.S. really right now. In the end... Uh, the Democratic Party is disavowing, but again, let's get real. The stuff we need, like basic health care, things we need, like getting rid of student debt, things we need, like, hey, you know, there's an existential climate crisis around here. What are we going to do about it? And as the article correctly pointed out, what about you, Florida? What about you, Florida, when the when the tidal waves come, when the tsunamis come, when the drought hits, and when the flooding starts, what are you going to do, Florida? Are you going to call out to the federal government and FEMA and ask them to somehow or another save you from sinking into the ocean? I mean, what's up? What's up, Florida? And, you know, I look at, you know, the insanity, and I look, sadly, at the people that were burned by Bernie Sanders' capitulation. And I see them mistakenly thinking that fascists are their friends because of that. They think that because Bernie sold them out to the Democratic Party, that therefore it must be good to be a Republican or must be good to be a libertarian or must be good to whatever. And they're uniting together in absolute insanity. So our movement is polluted with people that support DeSantis, who would elevate DeSantis, who would lift DeSantis up, who would lift Trump up, who would even echo stop the steal and garbage like that, okay? We, we're surrounded. We're surrounded. So as I think to myself, what would Rick Scott do if presented with real socialists? Do you, do, you, do you think he would know a socialist if it bit him? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think any of these Republicans would know what socialism is. And every time I listen to people debate what socialism is, at a high level where regular people could be sold or convinced or made to believe that, hey, that's viable, right? You get these crazy kooky discussions Okay, about debates that happened in 1917 and 1919, you know, the common turn, the the 17th international, the 51st millionth and, you know, international, whatever. There's always some very, very wonky, janky, esoteric freaking fight that occurred between Trotsky and Stalin or something like that 100 years ago. It still has air cover today. All the while, the rest of them are marching forward and these stupid debates going. And if you think that normies suddenly say, hey, man, fuck, yeah, 
That's that's some important shit there, man. That 1919 debate. Hell yeah, man. Sign me up. That'll change the world tomorrow. Right? We literally, I've been saying this for as long as I've been doing this. We have got to build institutional power through parallel institutions. We have got to build power beyond the electoral process, okay? Because I can only imagine what it would be like once they put a scarlet letter on you for daring to say, yes, I'm a socialist, how they would treat you. I would genuinely be very curious how Florida would react. Because think about Florida for a minute. Florida is full of retirees and snowbirds. Florida is filled with transplants. There is no one thing that's a Floridian. Most of Florida, I mean, look at the demographics sometime. I'm not going to go through it. You guys can figure it out, okay? But most of Florida it isn't base Floridians. They're, they're people that have come from all over the you know world to retire in the warm sun of the beaches of Florida. They have no state income tax, so people like to set up shop in Florida, just like they like, oh, Mr. MBNA's Delaware, right? So if you're thinking about what the future holds for us, just know that books are being banned right now. Not, not some fantasy world. Right now, books are being banned. Gay and lesbians are losing rights. Trans people have a bullseye on them. It's open season. They, it, nobody gives a shit. They just say whatever and they just let it fly. I mean, ultimately, if we want to see the kind of changes that we want, we have to organize. And here's the problem. You know, we, we focus on the economics, right? We focus on economics. So this whole debt ceiling thing is ridiculous. We focus on how to pay for programs, how to, how to structure a proper economy. We give you the history of economic issues. We give you the geopolitical angle of economic issues. We go through all that stuff. We do it in macro and cheese specifically. And I come through here and try and talk about things at an activist level within the Rogue Scholar program. Okay. But the truth is, this group of radical right-wing nutsos, the, these fascists, quite frankly, let's be fair, let's call them what they are. They really are fascists, and they're not shy about it. They don't care. Okay, but These fascists are gaining friends. They're gaining friends from the fake left. They're gaining friends because Biden is such a feckless son of a bitch. The gaining friends. I've shown you Tim Canova. Tim Canova went full metal. Hey, sign me up, Donald Trump. Sign me up, Rick, De you know, DeSantis. Sign me up, Rick Scott. Sign me up, man. I mean, he's wounded over Debbie, West what's her name, Schultz still, okay? But the reality is we can't even hang out together as leftists. There is more ego more little subgroup A, subgroup B, carve-outs, you name it. 
there's no way to really build power with that kind of insanity. And we already know the Democrats ain't us. We already know the Democrats are not socialists. They're not real leftists. They are Republicans with better bedside manners, and that's even wearing thin now too, okay? So as you walk into the future and you start wondering why the country is turned into a hellhole, to a shithole, you don't have to do much but to look at the state of Florida and realize Florida is kind of like the blueprint for insanity that's being exported to the other states throughout the country. There are so many insane laws being passed, so many things happening at the school board level, folks. We're not even talking about like statewide. We're talking about schools, local schools. The insanity has every aspect. Fucking dog catcher has got it. Every aspect of our lives has been turned on its head. And the left, unfortunately, is so fractured, so splintered, so devoid of theory, so devoid of understanding their own belief system, that they elevate just being anti-establishment over having actually any kind of theory of the working class, any class-based analysis, you name it. So anyway, I told you this guy was going to be really, really short. And I mean it, it's going to stay short. But things are getting bad. They were already bad, and they're going to get worse. And I think the unfortunate thing is, you're going to start seeing more bourgeois lefties, lefties with the elites, trying to explain to everybody else how it is. They're going to try and sell you Joe Biden. They're going to try and sell you a bunch of things that are coming from lofty places. Maybe they rode it on their boat out on the water. Maybe they uh, rode it at some five-star restaurant that they were hanging out with just to use the Wi-Fi. I mean, folks, I'm telling you right now, you are going to get hit over the head by elitism. The elites on the left are going to come out, pat us all on the head, and this, again, is another class betrayal, another class betrayal on the left, but we're not going to have an answer, and the answer is not just vote blue. The answer is not just more Democrats, please. Yes, thank you. The answer has got to be to train and teach people and get people aware of what it means to be working class, of what it means to fight for people that are vulnerable, to mean to, to understand what it means to have an intersectional class-based analysis, to really understand what the role of the police is, to really understand what the role of the military is to really understand the monetary system, to really understand how resources are controlled and to stop the hyperbolic nonsense that passes as news. The end of the dollar. Oh my fucking God. You may be anti-imperialist and I sure hope you are, but ignorance about economics has swept the left like you wouldn't believe. So while the right wing has got the easy task of just calling everybody not them socialists, 
and they can put basically a mark on everybody not Republican. The left is busy spinning off in hyperbolic bullshit all over the place. I'm not joking. You know, I am in it just so you all know, this weekend coming up, I'll have Yan Ling, who is a Chinese economist, uh, MMT economist, talking about the BRICS and discussing how fantastic it is that there will be an alternative. And it demonstrates the, the need for alternatives. But it's much ado about nothing when it comes to actually the demise of the dollar. Is that something to celebrate? Is this something to cry over? It doesn't matter. It is real. But if you look around the left, the left is busy talking about the end of the dollar, the bricks have come, blah, blah, blah. And you can't beat a system that you don't understand. You can't change a system that you don't understand. And so while Scott and DeSantis and Trump and the rest of them are busy making us fucking nuts with the fake cries about socialism, Actual socialists have got to get their shit together. Actual leftists have got to get their shit together. And it starts with understanding the monetary system. It starts with really genuinely giving a fuck about each other. And it starts with having a class-based analysis. Whether you think class is a fucking fake construct or what, it's the only thing that we can use to unite. And I'm telling you right now, every other thing that's been presented to me outside of class is bullshit. I've not seen a single thing where anybody rallies around that at all. So unless we just want Rick Scott and the rest of these libertarian fuck faces to run game on us, run train on us as a movement, as a belief system, we have got to get our shit together. And I hope to be a part of that education process. I hope to help out with making sure people see that the Democrats aren't the left. I hope to help make it very clear that pushing for funding Ukraine and funding them with military weapons and being involved in Putin puppets. If you ever said someone's a Putin puppet, I assure you, you're not a leftist. You're just not a leftist. You're a normie. You're the kind of person that hears somebody in the Democratic Party call somebody a Putin puppet, you repeat it, it's okay. I hope you grow from that, and I hope you don't ever repeat it again because it's stupid. But if you're one of those people that does that, hey, be like a person in AA. Remember, you can restart your day at any time and a vow to never call someone a Putin puppet again because you sound like a fucking idiot, okay? You sound like a fucking asshole. Let's just be fair, all right? Anyway, with that, Yan Ling talked very much about the BRICS, and she talked about how great it was that these alternatives were cropping up. Now, for those that don't know Yan Ling, I assure you she's one of the smartest, most informed, brilliant economists out there, and she's actually Chinese, and she's a professor at Willamette University, Willamette University. Now, if you don't know her, it might be just some random economist, but I assure you, This is someone who is celebrating the rise of China, but also putting the wet blanket on the fools running around. The death of the dollar is here. Once the bricks come, blah, blah, blah. You see someone say it. What the fuck? What do you think that they're doing? Do you think that that helps the left in any way? Do you think that we gain anything 
by saying things that are verifiably wrong? Do you think that we gain anything by being the new Alex Jones? Do you think that saying worthless but hopium-like things makes us look credible? It doesn't. And it gives fuel for the right to laugh at us, mock at us, and to organize to beat us. And beat us, I don't mean electorally. I mean, they're infecting the center. They're infecting everyone. Everyone is hearing the stuff they're saying because the Democrats, they just play right into it. And that is a huge, massive, Sisyphean, what is a Sisyphus type thing, man. We're pushing a boulder up a greased hill. We have got to get our shit together, folks. So anyway, with that, I am Steve Grumbine. I am the Rogue Scholar. And I really hope that you guys stick around. Come back Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The Rogue Scholar is my show. Um, you'll also be able to find um, Macro and Cheese on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. So by all means, please. And please go ahead, subscribe, hit like. Leave a comment. Help us overcome the stinking algorithms, okay? And with that, my grumbine days of being a rogue scholar for at least today are now over. And I drop the elbow of truth on you, and I say goodbye. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org.